We now know the future of Barry Trotz, and it will not be with the New York Islanders. Plus, rivals for the playoffs end up making big moves before the trade deadline, and the Islanders earn a weekend split. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. So much happening in this trade deadline week. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on today's show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis And it's always great to interact with fellow Islanders fans, game time or any time. So definitely stop by and uh, say hello. All right. First big news, and there's a lot of it right now, is that Barry Trotz, well, we know where he's going to be next year. He is not coming back to the New York Islanders. And I know on Twitter and on uh, social media, a lot of people were hoping that, oh yeah, Barry Trotz will come back, he'll take over for Lane Lambert, or he'll take over for Lou Lamorello if Lou uh, retires or is fired. Not going to happen, because Barry Trotz is going back to Nashville. The Predators announcing that David Poyle will retire effective June 30th. He is the only GM in the history of the Predators franchise, and his successor will be Barry Trotz, and Trotz, he's going to start working right away, but he is uh, not officially going to be the GM until June 30th. Now, if you remember, Trotz started his NHL career with the uh, as a head coach with the Predators, uh, coaching almost 1,200 games uh, from 1998-99 through 2013 
2014. He was the first head coach in the history of the Predators franchise. And realistically, you know, Trotz didn't want to coach this year. Rumors going around that, you know, he maybe wanted to be a GM now rather than be behind the bench. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen on Long Island as right now, Lula Morello, even though his contract ends at the end of the year, a uh, lot of rumors that maybe his son will take over if and when Lou retires. But, you know, I know a lot of fans were hoping Barry Trotz would be back, but it's not going to happen. Trotz, as you know, coached the Washington Capitals to a Stanley Cup victory in 2018. And now, after, uh, you know, four seasons with the Islanders, took this season off, the, his mother passing away last year, part of, uh, you know, certainly had a big effect on him and was largely rumored to be part of the reason that he did not want to coach anywhere this year. And now he his the next step in his uh, hockey career will be as GM of the Nashville Predators. So, uh, as far as Barry Trotz is concerned, his time with the Islanders over for now and for the foreseeable future, and we certainly wish him good luck in Nashville and uh, the Islanders. Well, like I said, time to move on. Whether Lou Lamorello opts to return this year, that is certainly an option, or he could uh you know, next year, step down, and whether the Islanders hire his son or hire someone from outside of the organization or someone from inside of the organization, that's all up in the air. But as of right now, that is where we're at. So uh, Barry Trotz, no longer uh, a candidate to join the New York Islanders this year, next year, or probably any time in the near future. Meanwhile, with the trade deadline now, uh, a, less than a week away, Friday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, is the trade deadline. Well, a lot of other teams in the Eastern Conference making deals in order to strengthen themselves. And the big news over the weekend, the New Jersey Devils acquiring Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. So if you were hoping Timo Meyer would be an Islander, that isn't happening uh, right now. The uh, Sharks retaining half of Myers' $6 million salary. And the good news, if you're an Islander fan, perhaps, because the Islanders aren't going to catch the Devils at this point in time, but the good news for the Islanders is that as of now, there is no extension in place between Meyer and the Devils. So right now he could still possibly become a free agent at the end of this season if either the Devils don't want to sign him or can't reach an agreement with him. And we'll see now. Meyer also out of the lineup, has been since February 18th. He has an upper body injury officially listed as day-to-day. -day. But right now, you know, we're seeing so many teams in the East make moves. The uh, Maple Leafs uh, acquiring Ryan O'Reilly from St. Louis. The Rangers picked up Vladimir Tarasenko 
Rumors still going around that Patrick Kane will soon be a Ranger and that for Patrick Kane, he either wants to be traded to the Rangers or doesn't want to be traded at all. What happens between now and Friday? Well, we'll certainly keep you up to date on that and all things that affect the Islanders. But as of right now, we've seen Toronto make a move. The Rangers have made a couple of moves. Uh, and now the Devils have made a move. A lot of teams going all in at the trade deadline and who kicked it all off. But of course, the New York Islanders when they acquired Bo Horvat. So right now, it looks like the uh, you know all the contending teams and remember the tops the teams with the top six point totals in the NHL right now are all in the Eastern Conference and it looks like that you know a lot of those teams are all in as of now and are trying to get that edge. Uh, it looks very very likely that the Devils and the Rangers will be opening round playoff opponents. So. Both those teams gearing up for that series. And the Islanders, meanwhile, well, they have to try to win one of those two wild card spots. And they're fighting for position along with Buffalo and Pittsburgh and Detroit uh, and Florida. Those are the five teams. You could throw Washington possibly still in there. But, you know, the trade deadline, it's not just about the Islanders it really becomes a question of uh, who's going to get that last piece, who's going to make a move, and rest assured, I think the problem is, if you're one of those fans who believes the Islanders should be thinking about getting some prospects, getting some draft picks, uh, and, and maybe selling off some of their veteran assets, I think these moves, to me, if I'm Lou Lamorello, or let me rephrase, if I think like Lou Lamorello, that tells me I need to make another move to bring in another piece of the puzzle. But we'll see what Lou Lamorello does, and certainly uh, it's going to be an interesting week for the Islanders and throughout the National Hockey League. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. The Islanders split their two games this weekend, losing at home Friday to the Kings. Winning Sunday in Winnipeg. We'll break down those games and discuss them. Plus, uh, we have our heroes of the game, our goats of the game, and a whole lot more to discuss on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I'll tell you, I started taking AG1 because, well, I really wanted one supplement that would take care of all my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients incorporate, helps your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. And it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, the weekend. Disappointing performance on Friday against the LA Kings. There's just no way around that. It was a game that the Islanders were just flat. And look, that happens sometimes, but it, it was just a bad time. You know, they lose 3-2, to two, but it was 3 nothing Kings midway through the second period. And again, the problem was twofold. We saw a few too many defensive breakdowns, which the Kings certainly took advantage of and, you know, got the job done as a result. But the other thing was that the Islanders only managed 18 shots on goal in the entire game. The offense just wasn't clicking. Both goals scored by defensemen, Noah Dobson and Adam Pellick. But the problem, more than anything, was that when you have those breakdowns on defense and you give up three goals, which isn't, you know, you should be able to win 40, 45% of the time if you if you give up three goals, but you got to have more than 18 shots on goal. So the, the weakness there really was the offense or lack of it. And, you know, Anders Lee, no shots on goal in that game. And then you had your, you know, Otto Koivula, Casey Zizekas, Ross Johnston, all of them had no shots. But, you know, too many of the key guys just not getting enough offense produced. And the Kings, the frustrating thing about it, are not exactly known this year as a very talented defensive team. In fact, defense was their weakness. And so, you know, to give up, uh, to get only 18 shots on goal against a shaky team, uh, defensively, like the Kings, at home, no less. Uh, certainly not going to get it done and didn't get it done. Isles lose 3-2, but the game wasn't as close as the final score. But on Sunday, a nice bounce-back win, a 4-0 shutout by Semyon Varlamov. He makes 23 saves. And look, the Islanders only had 24 shots on goal in this game. The offense wasn't plentiful, but it was timely. And, you know, Bo Horvat with a very smart play, it turns out to be the game-winning goal, a shorthanded goal where he goes and shoots the puck between the defenseman's legs, uses the defenseman to screen the goalie, and David Riddich couldn't see it in time, one nothing Islanders, and that was really all the Islanders needed in this game. I like the, the way the Islanders played, only allowing one shot on goal in the first period. And when, you know, look, it was only one nothing after one period, but when you're out shooting a team 12-1, to you're playing some pretty solid defensive hockey, and that's what the Islanders did. And the defensive pair of Ryan Pulak and Alexander Romanov, both of them plus three in this game, they played exceptionally well defensively, and I was happy to see that. And then, you know, you had a goal from Pellick, a goal from Romanov, and we talked about Horvat, and then Brock Nelson continues to play exceptionally well. And, 
scoring yet another goal for Brock, by the way, 27 goals. So if he stays healthy, he should get his 30-goal season again. And I, I just liked the the way the team played, especially on defense in this game. And if you look at the shot chart, Varlamov probably had to make five or six really challenging saves all game. And so many of the other shots by Winnipeg were from long distance where Varlamov saw it and was able to play it. And if he sees it, he's going to make the play. So certainly that was good to see. And I I liked it. One thing I didn't like, uh, and you'll notice, I I think that the coach, Lane Lambert, kind of shares my feelings about it based on the playing time we saw in this game. We see that Noah Dobson and Sebastian Ajo are a defensive pair. And they were the third pair by minutes. Dobson playing 15 minutes and 59 seconds. Ajo, 14.04. And I just don't like these two as a pair. Maybe if you wanted to have two defensemen on the power play, you could put those two out there. But to me, Dobson and Ajo are both vulnerable in their own zone, inconsistent defensively, and... It just makes you too vulnerable, and they did give up a few too many shooting uh, and scoring opportunities when they were out there. So I was disappointed in that, and I, I just don't think in the long run that it's a particularly good uh, pairing for the Islanders to put Dobson and Aho out. I understand breaking up Pelic and Pulak. Um, I, I can completely understand why you may want to spread those two out, uh, although I think you can always reunite them if you're trying to protect a late lead. You know, if you're up 3-2 to two with a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game, you could put your shutdown top pair defensemen, reunite them, and put them out there. But to me, having Romanov and, uh, rather, Dobson and Ajo as a pairing really is dangerous defensively, and you end up playing with fire. So a little concerned about that, and I think the fact that they were fifth and sixth among defensemen in ice time shows that Lane Lambert sort of has that concern, but for now, this is the duo he's going with. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We'll have our unsung hero of Sunday's game and our go to the game, and We'll talk a little bit more about what's ahead as the trade deadline looms closer and closer. We've got all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters... They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, my personal favorite, cookies and cream. And the macros, well, they're incredible. Each bar averages just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, 
We've been talking about going to Built.com to order your Built Bars, and you can still do that and have a box or two or seven delivered to your door. But now you can also just go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box right there. So head to Built.com, to Sam's Club, Walmart, and pick up a box of Built Bars, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, so... Our unsung hero of the game and our goat of the game. Time for that. Uh, you know, the hero to me is Varlamov. He, uh, in my mind, you know, got the shutout and played exceptionally well. There are a number of other players who I think you could nominate for the unsung hero of the game. But I'm going to go, in this particular instance, with... Alexander Romanov scored a goal, which he doesn't do all that often, was a plus three, uh, had three hits, and and just played a solid game. So to me, the unsung hero of the game is going to be Alexander Romanov. I almost went with Matt Martin, but not going there uh, just yet. Meanwhile, uh, go to the game. Yeah, that's a tough one. Really not too many players that were bad. Uh, I'm going to go, I think, with Sebastian Ajo, who took a, a, a silly penalty and didn't particularly have a great game defensively. But again, uh, I, I do that only because I have to pick somebody, and I don't think Ajo was dreadful in this game, but could have been a little bit better. Zach Parise, by the way, also was in the running for the unsung hero of the game. Also wanted to let you know, uh, Josh Bailey back in the lineup for the Islanders. Uh, he did not register a shot, but was out there for 14 minutes and 10 seconds of action. Ross Johnston out of the lineup. As for J.G. Pajot, he did not make the road trip, so he will not play uh, on Tuesday in Minnesota. That is looking like it is not going to happen. Uh, unless he suddenly flies up to join the team between now and then. Uh, and that means he will not be on the ice before the trade deadline. Uh, after Tuesday's game, or tomorrow's game now, in Minnesota, the Islanders are off until Saturday afternoon when they face the Detroit Red Wings. So, uh, again, don't expect J.G. Pajot to be returning uh at least before the trade deadline. And talking about the trade deadline, where are the Islanders going to go? I think the fact that all these other teams in the division and in the conference are making moves and 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 gearing up, you, you could have two reactions. You could either say, okay, we're going to stand put. We, we made it, well, three possibilities. We're going to stand put. We have Bo Horvat. He's our big acquisition, and he's definitely been a benefit to this team. We're going to leave him and, and stand pat. I don't think that's likely. You could say we have to sell because we can't beat these teams. They are We're not better than Carolina. We're not better than uh, New Jersey. We're not better than the Rangers. We're not better than Boston. These are the teams we have to get through in order to get to uh, the Stanley Cup final, we should sell off some of the older guys or the guys on expiring contracts, your Varlamovs, your Mayfields, 
your Parises, get some picks or some prospects, and rebuild. That's option two. And then option three is, wow, if the Rangers are going to get Patrick Kane, and that's rumored but not yet done, if the Devils are getting Timo Meyer, uh, we have got to figure out what we're going to do because we have to compete with these teams and we have to go get another player of our own and match that move. To me, if, if, if I'm thinking like Lou Lamorello, that's the move I want to make. And I'm not saying that's the right move for this franchise, but that's the type of reaction I expect from Lou Lamorello. And we'll see what happens between now and Friday at 3 o'clock. By the way, please, uh, whether it's on Twitter, email, or on YouTube, uh, thinking about the possibility of doing a live show around the trade deadline. So uh, if anyone wants a, a live show on Friday evening, uh, let me know. And uh, if enough people want it, maybe we will go live at that time. So uh, let me know what you think about that. Or we could try to do one the night before, Thursday night, Again, let me know what works best for you, and we'll try to figure out when we could do a live show on YouTube for everybody who wants to be a part of it. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll talk about, well, Sunday was the 46th birthday of former Islanders forward Marty Reasoner. Reasoner, a first-round pick of the Blues in 1996, 14th overall, made his NHL debut with the Blues in 98-99 after three strong years at Boston College. Later played for the Oilers and the Bruins and the Atlanta Thrashers, then the Florida Panthers, before finishing his career with two seasons with the Islanders, 2011 and 2012, in 92 total games with the Islanders, one goal and 11 points. And realistically, by the time he reached the Islanders, uh, Reasoner was primarily a checking forward who was going to give you defense and and back check and and be positionally sound so reasoner we will talk about his big game with the islanders uh and you know he only scored one goal with the islanders in those two seasons so clearly you know that would be his most memorable moment with the team and it came in a win over the Pittsburgh Penguins on March 29, 2012. So happy birthday to Marty Reasoner. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow. We will preview the game against the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota to close out this brief two-game road trip. And it's the last game before the trade deadline. We'll also discuss more about what Lula Morello is expected to do at the deadline. Any other moves that are made by the Islanders or anyone else, we'll talk about how they affect this team and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.